Genesis chapter 5. Are you there? Three people are. It's chapel, winding things down. Let's stay focused. Stay focused. Um, I want to help you today. The Lord allows me to do so. Let's pray. I want to ask a simple question before I pray. If you'll be honest with me, no one should be looking around, sorry, heads bowed, eyes closed. Who would say I have a challenging time with my devotional life? Thank you for being honest. I'm praying today, if you want to be helped, that this will help you. Because I assumed that and I honestly believe that most of you want to have a good devotional life I, I, I don't really doubt that I'm, I'm from the depths of my heart I believe that but there's a challenge to this and I've sensed this for years and frankly I've struggled with it at times I'm not preaching at you this morning okay can you just kind of Take off the defense. Today I'm going to help you, if if you'll allow the Lord to help you. So let's pray. God, I believe you laid this on my heart about two weeks ago. I'm blessed to be a part of the young people in our school and in our college. I don't deserve, I'm not the uh, example of spirituality. I'm not the example of what we'd call the the devotional life. I'm not going to write any books anytime soon on being the person that should be looked to. But I think as we look in the scriptures today, we can be helped. And that's really my goal and my desire. And by honesty today, I've seen a good good number that struggle with this. And, and maybe we can just help them or give them a nudge in the right direction through your word. So I pray that you use this in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Now I want to be very careful as I approach this topic. Okay, so if you could just look here for a second. Um, I am not in disagreement with what was preached on Tuesday night at Empowered Youth if you were here. I'm not in disagreement. i just lay that out very clearly. Sometimes it's, if, if you're a believer... You should love church, and I agree with that. You're a believer. You should love your relationship with the Lord, and I agree with that. Okay, If you're a believer and there was six or seven things that caused us, and, and we ought to examine ourselves. So, so I'm trying to be careful because I'm not shooting anything down. But there are times, I'm just going to be honest with you, there are times that I get up in the morning and, I crack open my Bible and the angels aren't floating. And and I'm not having that verse pop out at me or jump out at me and smack me across the face. And I remember as a young person sitting there waiting for that moment to happen and it didn't happen. And I'm just going to be honest, I got discouraged because people say, man, you just ought to every day, you just got to get something out of the Word and thinking, what's wrong with me? And I think that's where some of you are. 
And I, I think the Lord can help us. Pastor Olson's been going through uh, devotions and time with the Lord in Sunday school. And I sit there and, and I agree with what he's saying, okay? So please don't misunderstand me. But sometimes it's easy to lay it out in a lesson, but I've got to get up tomorrow morning and the next morning and the next morning and the next morning and the next morning. And I'm trying to put this together as a, in, a, in, a, in a sense as a list. Okay, well, that happened and that happened and that I had my devotions. I'm going to try to maybe stir your thinking a little bit and and hopefully help you with this. When I say the name Samson, something comes to your mind, I would assume. And and we're not going to have you do a raise of hands. Joseph, Jonah, Gideon, David, Peter, Noah. Most of the time when we read about Noah, we think the ark. But there's a verse in Genesis 6, verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And here's the phrase we sometimes forget. And Noah walked with God. Then we come to the name Enoch. We'll get there in a little bit. But I think most of us, when we think of the name Enoch... Two times it is said in Genesis chapter 5, simply this, Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. That was on their resume, if you will. Can you imagine turning in your resume and one of the bulleted points was, I walk with God. Now to the world, they could care less. But I tell you what, If a pastor, if I was a pastor and I was hiring a young man and I saw that on his resume and I could say to people, hey, can you tell me about Stephen Gunzenhauser? Can you tell me about Isaac Malinek? And that pastor, that person would say, you know, I'm not sure about all the things that he, as far as organization, but I will say this, he walks with God. He's going to be high on my list. It's on his resume, if you will. Now, who would consider themselves an avid texter? I'm not going to like call you out and say, all right, so some of you, um, you know, you're, you kind of have your phone with you all the time. I, believe it or not, you, people laugh at my phone, but I text a lot. Okay, I text people all the time. Um, I'm in communication with a lot of people. Is it safe to say some of you 100 texts a day, or is that low? All right, we're not going to have any testimony time. <laughs> but um, we're in this constant communication world. And I'm not necessarily saying it, it's bad, but sometimes I wonder if our constant communication might be with the wrong people. Here's our subject today. A perfect walk with God. Now, the only reason I give it to you as the word perfect is because when we think of the word perfect, we think one that's full mature, full, full maturity, maturity. So I'm going to give you seven things that can help you with having a perfect walk with God. The Bible says that the religious rulers, when they looked out at Peter and John, they said this, they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. Can I say this? Someone told me this years ago, and I've kind of had it in my mind. It says, you tell me who you walk with, and I'll tell you what you are. 
You tell me who you walk with, and I will tell you what you are. Here are men that are considered to be unlearned and ignorant men in the eyes of the religious folks, but they had this. They said, those guys, they've been with Jesus. It was obvious to the men that, and the people that were standing around the fire outside of where Jesus was to be tried. There was a man there by the name of Peter. Now, we know he was of Galilee. Uh, that was something that set him apart. But it seems to indicate that they knew there was a difference. They said something like this. Your speech betrayeth you. Now, the Bible says Peter began to swear and to curse. Now, some have suggested that Peter was doing something like this. No, I swear I don't know the person. Some have suggested he was swearing by an oath. But I think Peter kind of had to squirm up or work up some of his old fisherman vocabulary. Yesterday I was in the lion's den, if you will. Right, JJ? Right, Titus? Where's Tom? Um, Bethany, was she, she was there. Um, I heard more cussing yesterday than I've heard in a long time. And I was at this funeral, and by the way, thank you for those that were praying. But I'll tell you what, you go to one of those, it'll put you a little more alert when you're out visiting because you start to see what the devil can do to people. And I was tense. I was on edge because I walked into the devil's den yesterday. And it's pretty obvious to know who the devil's people are by the way they talk. And Peter thought, man, I better go back to my fisherman world because I tell you what, they noticed something's different about me just because of the way that I talk. Now, I'm pretty observant, and I notice when people start dating. Because people that weren't in the same group, all of a sudden, you start to see them in the vicinity. It's like, like you know, there's this, this like, but now it's just like they happen to like, hi, I'm here again, and I'm here again. <laughs> And, and even in empowered youth, you kind of know, you know, Monday night, everybody's coming in. And by Thursday, it's like this connection starts happening. It's amazing how quickly people just like, hi. <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> and you just kind of find themselves in the same vicinity. And then there's the time when you kind of see the couple that's always together and now they're not sitting together, and you're like, mm, something must have gone awry. <laughs> something is amiss. <laughs> I, I've learned that you don't really have to be forced to be around somebody when you're interested in that person. Hold these thoughts. I'm, I'm going somewhere. But here's what we've done. Okay? Who would consider themselves an organizer? Brennan's an organizer, right? So do you have, like, at home these compartments, the things that you put certain, or you're not quite that, you do, he does. Okay, so it's like this compartment, you slide it in. I don't touch it except, you know, my socks go here, that type of thing, right? So what you do is you compartmentalize your life. You know, we've kind of done that with the Lord, I like to ask Rebellus and Borellus and Lavelle, especially we ask questions when I pick them up in the morning. 
And a week or two, a couple weeks ago, I said, I got to ask, did you talk to your mom yesterday at all? And they looked at me kind of like, yeah. And I was talking to them because we were loading up for Lavelle. We were going we to hammer Lavelle. And I said, did you talk to your dad at all? Yeah. Did you talk to your brother, Robert Tito? Yeah. And how long did you have like just a 10-minute time where you just said, this is all the time that you have? Stay with me. You know where I'm going with this. Well, no, I mean, we just, this is what they said. She says, no, we just talked to them. And she's a little more kind of the brain's working a little bit better in the morning. Right, Borellas? And she's like, ah, I know where you're going with this. And then Lavelle gets in the van. You know, Lavelle's like, uh. <laughs> He's got his hood on his head. <laughs> His backpack stuff's falling out. It's Lavelle. Welcome to the real world. And I said, you guys ask him the same question. Same thing. Did you talk to your parents? Did you talk to your siblings? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. We got this 10-minute window, and that's all the time we talk to God. And we call that devotions. I'm going to, if I can... I'm going to ask you to scrap that word for a minute and change that word devotions to a walk with God. Because what happens is we've gotten used to, on those accountability reports, we just check, I I did that. And, And I gave God my 10 minutes. But throughout the day, we ought to constantly be in touch with God. You with me? This is, this is going to help you if, you if you'll hang with me. The Bible says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. And it goes on to say, In all thy ways, help me out. Acknowledge him. So, so what that means to me is as I'm walking through this aisle here and I see Andrew. Now, I can acknowledge him in a couple different ways. Hey, how you doing? So good to see you. What a blessing, man. I just love. I say, I love you. That's, that sounds creepy. <laughs> or, that's, that's acknowledging to the extreme. Or, I could I acknowledge the fact that he was there. Now, watch me. It's going to help you. All day long. Just making sure we're in communication. Guys, it wouldn't be bad before each date. Just want to make sure I do this right. Because when you do that, he shall direct thy paths. But if you give him your little compartment of 10 minutes, check. I'm done with him now. I got my school compartment, I got my ministry compartment, I got my work compartment, and I got my God compartment. But I'm just going to ask that you, you just kind of throw that one aside and you just get to talk to him all day long. Because now what we're doing is we're walking with God. Is this, is this making sense? 
because I'm, I'm almost tired of like, I got to have my devotions. And I struggle with my devotions. Consider our relationships for, for a moment. My conversations with my wife are not ones that after each time we talk, I'm like, oh, that was so special. No, we, I just, sometimes I just check in. Hey, where you at? What are you doing? What do you need? I need this. That's generally what it is. But, but throughout, now watch me, throughout the day, we're just touching base. But at the end of each conversation, I'm like, oh, I'm just so uplifted. I'm just glorious right now because I asked her where she wanted to go eat. Are, are you with me? And, and, and our meals. After, can you imagine after every meal in the cafeteria at home, you're like, oh, that was awesome. I'm just so thrilled I was able to have cereal. <laughs> People are going to look at you like, you're nuts. I'm being very careful here because there is a difference between God and my wife. And there's a difference between the bread of life and the word of God and a meal in the cafeteria. But what I'm saying is, just don't feel like, oh, I didn't have the angels floating and these nuggets from the scriptures flying. It it doesn't have to be that way. I'm just talking and communicating with my heavenly father. I was blessed. I just sat and talked to Gideon for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes in my office. We were just talking about life, talking about this. We didn't leave on this Spiritual high. We just talked. And we prayed together. And you know what it does? It just builds the relationship. Are are you with me? And people will say, I just don't get anything out of it. Have you heard that? Been there. But let me help you. What you put into something... You will get out of something. You with me, Matthew? Everybody wants to be a good athlete. I want to play college basketball. Now, that's a, that's a demanding word, college basketball. You've never played a game in your life, and you want to play college basketball. I want to play college soccer because, you know, I know how to put shin guards on. But this is what I don't see. I don't see... Guys in the gym just drills, 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 drills. It's not fun. You're like, well, I never he never puts me in. You're gonna get out of something what you put into something. So let's let's try this. Instead of just go into the day looking for something. Or, here we go, this is, this is a little deeper. I'm going to study out a character. I'm going to study out a topic. Because if you put nothing in, you're going to get nothing out. I want to be a good soul winner and you never go. Guess what, you probably aren't going to be a good soul winner. Acts 17, 23 says this. Paul is in Athens, I believe. He says, as I passed by and beheld your devotions. That's the only time the word devotions is found in the scripture. 
And the word gives the idea of something that is adored, an object, a god, an altar of worship. So he looks, he goes by and he beholds their devotions. Let me ask if God walked by and beheld your devotions. Just a thought. Genesis 5. And these are very fast points. They have to be. Verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. Here it is. And Enoch, give me the next three words. Walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24. And Enoch, and he was not, and God took him. Now walking gives the idea, an indication of a pace. When I think of walking, I think of a slower pace. That is not Brother Ramus. I would much rather run. My wife says, hey, I need to work out. You want to go walk around the lake? I'm thinking, that is not a workout. It's just not. And she's, she's like, she could sweat after three laps. Walking around the lake, I'm thinking, I don't sweat after three laps. I'm running around the lake. I want to work out. But it's, it indicates a little bit of a slower pace. Somebody says, let's go for a walk. I don't think workout. Uh, baseball. After four balls are issued, they go for a... And what happens nowadays is they take off all their armor. You know, they stand there, they drop the bat, and they pull off this, and then and they walk down, and sometimes the organ will play these kind of fun... But, it, but it's a slow pace. I'm going to walk her down the aisle. Can you imagine if, like, it was a sprint? Like, yeah. You know... It, even, even the bridesmaids is like. And I wonder, Pastor Armacost, if it's like giving them just those last few moments to change their mind. <laughs> like, slow it down. But, but usually, now I know ours are quick. I think they're generally like 27 minutes, 23 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Other ones will just keep going and going. I'm like. But here's the idea. It's, it's a slower pace. Can I say this? Sometimes we just have to stop running and learn what it is to walk with God. Let me give you these things. Number one, walking with God shows a progression. Okay? Uh, I don't mind working out on a treadmill, but after like five miles, you've gone absolutely nowhere. I like the treadmill, all right? But, and I'm in there, and I'm sweating. And, and I'm, but, but at the end of the day, you say, where'd you go? I went nowhere. You don't normally... No, you, you, that would look quite odd if you're just kind of out in the hallway. <laughs> you, you with me? When you're walking, there's progress being made. And when you're walking with God, you're for sure going to make progress. Number two, walking with God indicates protection. There's something about God's method for going out soul winning as he sent his followers out how? Two by two. This is a principle that you're going to be sick of us talking about, but it's a principle of accountability. I am more comfortable with somebody standing next to me when I'm giving the gospel. It kind of gives me that encouragement that somebody has my back. Are you with me? 
uh, yesterday, if I would have been solo in the funeral home, I was blessed to have the Knowles there and the Braders there and my family there and Mr. Goss there. And it kind of, as I'm preaching to a crowd that wasn't interested in Jesus, it was nice to have a couple heads bobbing and saying, yeah, we're praying for you, we're with you. And to get a couple texts from people to say, we're praying for you, we're with you. What it does is it gives you that confidence. Can I say, as you go through your life, you have the privilege of walking with God. But sometimes that protects you because, here's the point, everything that you see and view, he has to view with you. If you're a believer, you got the Holy Spirit in you, every text that you sent out, he sees it. I don't. Thank you, Lord. Stay with me, Andrew. Stay with me. But there's protection. It's not a bad thing. It's protection. He hears what you take and he endures your your joys and your entertainments. Somebody said safety consists not in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. He protects you. You're with somebody. Number three, quickly. Walking with God shows a partnership. It's interesting in our text, Enoch walked with God, and then there's a little phrase. After he begat Methuselah. So the Bible indicates that for 65 years, he may not have walked with God. Some suggested that he walked as other men before he was blessed with Methuselah. Someone else goes beyond and says they think that before his son's birth, he was a wicked liver, but then repented. I'm not sure exactly, but there came a point where he said, I'm going to choose to walk with a new partner. I'm going to walk with God. It's a choice. I promise this. I I guess I can't promise this. But I believe you'll change your actions after you have kids. (laughs) I've asked people, hey, would you... Watch this if your kids are sitting next to you, and a lot of times they hang their head, which tells me it's wrong. Can I just give you a note? God is with you 24-7. Is he grieved at your entertainment? That's your choice, but you already know. So what walking with God does is it protects you. Amen. Amen. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Number four, walking with someone, walking with God specifically, shows a purpose. You're not wandering as the children of Israel did. They wandered, right? They wandered in the wilderness. You walk with God, He's going to give you something on purpose to do. There was a sign on a door years ago, gone out of business. And and next to it said, didn't know what our business was. (laughs) Sometimes that's how we are. We just wander. And you wonder why the people of Israel complain. They had no purpose. You get with God, he'll, he'll, he'll put you places on purpose. I scratch my head and think, how in the world did I get pulled into that event yesterday? Two or three weeks ago, I was in a funeral in Gary. How in the world do I get into these events? But I say this, no matter what the event, I got to give the gospel because that is God's purpose. It shows you purpose. Number five, walking with God shows Piety. Now, that word is probably a word you don't use very often, but really it boils down to simply this. 
It's a, and we talked about this last week, so we need to dwell on this, but in principle is a compound of veneration or reverence of the supreme, supreme being and the love of his character, honor. You know what his purpose was here in piety? I just want to please God. Now stay with me. Some of us are dating. And what sometimes we find ourselves doing is we we slip off to be alone. And it's probably not always for the best purposes. But why is it we have a difficult time slipping away with the Lord? Because you're going to do what pleases Him because He cannot violate His character. Someone said this, with God all things are possible. Now watch me. But they added this, with God no things are questionable. With God all things are possible, but with God no things are questionable. If you're living a questionable life, I can safely say you're not walking with God. There's a a partnership. There's a piety. That idea of piety says, I'm pleasing God. That's what I want to do today. And I'm going to do it on purpose. I want to walk with somebody that is pleased. Piety. A nearness to God. Enoch's walk with God shows a perseverance. Notice, after he begat Methuselah, he walked with God for 300 years. I venture to say that's a long time. I venture to say what he did is he, he, he either repented, turned away from this other person he walked with and the way that he was living, and he says, I'm going to stick with God. We live in a world where people get married a month later, a year later. But you know what? Excuse me. We can easily preach at them and say, you know what? They're adulterers. You know what James calls those that love the world? I'm just saying, ye adulterers and adulteresses. That's strong language. If I committed adultery with someone else, my wife would kill me, resurrect me, and kill me again. That's strong stuff. Why is it that we can't just walk with God? And you know what? The next day, just walk with God. And the next day, just walk with God. Perseverance. You wonder why God took him. Someone suggested he just walked with God so far. He's like, to go back to the world, you're already too far. How about just come on home? It's a pretty awesome thought. And at the end of Hebrews 11, it says, of whom the world was not worthy. I wonder if that was kind of in his testimony. And let me close with this. Walking with God shows, here's the word, a pool, P-U-L-L. May I caution you today to let you know that others are vying to walk with you. I get concerned sometimes, and I'm amazed how quickly we can be pulled away by another party. Look here, look here. I'm concerned with this generation. Look here concerned. Some of you have some unbelievable parents. And, and, and somebody comes by and they tell you some nice things about you. 
you're pulled away quickly. Shame on us. You're pull, there's a pull. You're walking with God. There's all sorts of things out there trying to pull you away from your walk with God. And it could be a friend. It could be a foe. It could be a flatterer. Oh, you are so this and you are so... Th- and, and you're gone. It's, it's that quick. And you'll, you'll, you'll fight your parents. You'll fight your pastor. You'll fight godly people in your life. You're pulled away. Shame on us. You, you ought to be on your knees before God and you ought to be on the phone with mom and dad. Get on the phone with mom and dad instead of that person that's flattered you too much and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. People come into your life for a short time. And after a year, it's like your life falls apart because they've been involved in your life for six months to a year. And yet you got the parents that are just plodding away and they just keep loving and keep doing what they're supposed to. Not perfect, but that's kind of hopefully a lesson we can learn about Enoch. 300 years he just kept that walking with the Lord. Now, Samson gives his heart to a harlot. He told her all his heart. And a chapter previous, he shut off from his parents because they told him no one time. You're going to give your heart to somebody. I suggest give it to the Lord. Walking with God can be a joy. I I read this verse, and it's not even really part of, man, it's kind of grabbed me. I've been chewing on it. Luke 18, listen to it. Peter's asking, we've left all, Lord, and we followed you. And he said, Jesus says, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Now listen to this verse. It just kind of grabbed. I've read it numerous times. Don't start packing up, Brandon. We're okay. He said this, Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. I've always skipped over that because you think, you know, here I'm just going to suffer and I'm going to... No, he says, you leave all, you're going to receive more in this present time and in the world to come. That's the blessing of God. The writer of Proverbs says it this way, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. Now, excuse me. Let's just say, excuse me, let's just say, Jenna and I are walking down the path today hand in hand. I could ruin your day. You're going to look and say, something's not clicking. It would be odd to you. And I suggest it is odd to you if you're a child of God to walk hand in hand with this world. And we come and we might say, I'm just not sure about this. And we get upset. Can we just for a minute scrap the word devotions? Is that okay to say? I'm looking at the dean of students. I might get fired, but he's leaving. Why can't I leave too? <laughs> can, can we just pull out that compartment that says God and let's just scrap that? 
and walk with God. On your way to class, Lord, can, can I just please you? I know we do that when we're, we didn't study for a test. <laughs> right, Emma? <laughs> like, Jesus, I just love you. <laughs> but I don't think it's bad when there's no test involved to just, Lord, I just love you. It might not be bad to walk around the lake and pull out the earbuds for a while. Even if it's good news. Just talk to God. I hope this helps. I've really been praying about how to, how to help. You're just with somebody. He's just with you all the time. and there's, You're going somewhere. And there's a purpose and there's peace and there's protection. When you sit down at the computer. Okay, just before I start, I want to acknowledge you. Okay, let's go. And you'll probably change your actions now because you're walking with God. That 6.30 to 6.50 time you have set aside, you're probably going to skip it once in a while. But it's okay because you're walking with God. I'm careful I say it because you do need to have time with God. But that's not the only time you have with God. Stephen, are you engaged yet? Can you be a little kinder in your response, Elise? Are you engaged yet? No, sir. And when that happens in six years, I don't know. Can you imagine, though, if he just said, all right, I'm giving you my ten minutes. That's all you get. You might be happy. No, I'm sure. No, you, you kind of want to be able to communicate throughout the day. That's how we ought to just walk with God. I, I, I hope this helps. This is what I need. I did my devotions. How about I'm walking with God? I'm pleading with you. Walk with God. Let's pray.